Thank you for joining this podcast. I'm your host. My name is Davis Bamegoy. Today, I just want to introduce you to the continuation of the message that I've been teaching about the throne life reality. The reality, really, in essence, is a perception, a way of looking at life. Today, I want to be talking about the reality of the throne life that is focused around being a blessing or being blessed. What does it really mean to be blessed? Is it to have a lot of money or a lot of influence in society? Is it material wealth? Is it good health or is it affluence? Whatever your definition of being blessed is, I can assure you that God's views of being blessed go deeper than that. Let's look at the first time the word blessed is used in the Bible so that we can get some sort of inspiration and some scriptural meaning to this word blessed. By the law of first mention, the word blessed was used to describe an act of God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 22. The Bible reads, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. This was the first time the word blessed was used in the Bible. Now, the law of first mention says, when this is essentially a theological construct, it's called what is the law, the law of first mention, which says, when you see something for the first time in the Bible, try and understand the meaning of that word. When a word is used for the first time, it carries great implication. For example, the word prophet was used for the first time in the book of Genesis to describe Abraham. Abraham was the first prophet mentioned in the Bible. And he prophetically prayed for uh, Abimelech, Abimelech, the, the king, you know, and the king was um, was restored. So prophetically, Abraham operated in the prophetic office, even though um, he is the father of faith. Okay, so essentially what I'm trying to say is that when you see the word, any word that you see for the first time in the Bible, uh, try and find out what within what which context was it used what was it used and what is it used for so that you can try and get an understanding of, of how to relate to that so based on that theological approach i want to look at the word blessed now for the first time it was used in the bible it was used in genesis chapter 1 verse 22 it was also used in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 when god pronounced blessing upon the human race now that word blessed is from the word barak and it carries the implication of prosperity <laughs> so amazing when the bible used the word barak for the first time it actually means the word prosperity which means to be supremely blessed not some sort of hanging in there kind of blessing but to be supremely blessed it means to confer a benefit the act of god in that confers a benefit on someone or on something or to be fortunate Fortunate means to have a lot of fortune, to have things working for you in your life. So when you think about Barak and you look at the word prosperity or the word being or the word benefit or the word fortunate, what will come to your mind is a sense of abundance. Now, this abundant nature that we that God pronounced upon nature and pronounced upon the human beings, you can find it in nature everywhere that you go nature reeks of abundance and nature reminds us of this wonderful truth what is the truth that the god who made the heavens and the earth is an abundant god who spared nothing in providing a suitable abode for his children if you are in doubt 
I dare you to take a walk right now around your block and please find time to observe nature. You might look up in the sky and look at the way the sky, uh, the, the, the clouds are formed or the way in which the clouds are moving. Or you can look up if you've got trees around your park, look at the trees and the way they were swaying against the wind. Just be still and observe nature. And you see this abundance, this abundant nature reeking everywhere. God created the world with an abundant luxurious available resources for us to enjoy when you look at nature you see a sense of purpose that without fail follows a rhythm therefore when we talk about being blessed what we're talking about really in a short in a short form is to prosper and when we talk about prosperity in its true sense it actually means for you personally to live to the fullest uh, to the fullest expressing your talent and living on purpose so if you were to apply this word to prosper to a tree it means a tree is is declared to be blessed when the tree brings forth fruits it has green leaves and everything is working in tandem according to the plan that god has planned for that tree this was the reason why when Jesus Christ saw the fig tree from afar off and the fig tree showed to Jesus from afar that he had some fruit on it. But actually when Jesus Christ got near to it, couldn't find any fruit on it and that's why he cursed it. Because the tree pretended that it is working in tandem with its nature or with its creative uh, ability, whereas it is a lie. So. You, you will never see a bird that will groan to fly. You will never see a tree that struggles to come up. Why? Because that is wired into the nature of these things. The same way to prosper is wired into your nature. Prosperity for you as a child of God means to live on purpose, to live in tandem with what your father has ordained for you so your natural state is prosperity i want you to say that slowly to yourself say my natural state is prosperity that's good so as a believer i want you to know that god has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, in the Passion Translation, the Bible says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. I want you to read that scripture again in different translation. You know, when you're doing your own study, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, you will notice something wonderful. Let me show you what I got from the scripture. Number one, there is a love gift that God has given to you. No, there's a love gift that God has lavished upon you. Yesterday, I talked about the kindness of God cascading down upon us like a waterfall. Today, I'm talking about the love of God being lavished upon us. I want you to look at the word that was used. The word that was used here is the word lavished. You know, when you see the word lavish, 
it means that which overflows abundantly the word lavish means that which reeks of opulence the word lavish means that which is wealthy that which is rich that which is super abundant you know the god that we serve our father is a super abundant father so god lavished upon you what what did he lavish upon you every spiritual blessing has been lavished upon you but this spiritual blessing lavished upon you is a love gift it's a gift of love from god the father himself so i've got a question for you imagine you find yourself in the heavenly realm because the love gift that we have here is every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm so you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm and some might think oh it's in the heavenly realm it's not on the earth okay let's look at this scenario imagine you find yourself in heaven what kind of blessings might you find there surely there cannot be any sickness in heaven surely the roads of heaven are paved with gold surely there cannot be any anxiety or panic attacks or lack or jealousy or even greed in heaven would there of course not let me also not shock you do you know there will not even be a need to fight demons in heaven why because the presence of god is there praise god so what does that mean for you when we talk about spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms it means god has already lavished upon you all of the spiritual blessing that is in the realm of heaven so when you are in the realm of heaven which is your natural state when you give your life to jesus christ when you give your life give your life to jesus christ you have been translated into the kingdom realm of god and this kingdom realm of god is the heavenly realm so in the kingdom realm of god where you are you already have every spiritual blessing praise god and now in that heavenly realm we have just looked at now that the heavenly realm or the kingdom realm there's no sickness there's no poverty there's no anxiety there's no fear there's no panic attack which means that the blessing that god has given to you in the heavenly realm is meant to be the one that will bring you what prosperity good health faith boldness and good life why because the presence of god is in the blessing praise god so what does it mean to be blessed well it means to prosper in all ramifications because of the indwelling presence of god in your life being indwelled with god himself is the blessing the reason why god declared you blessed regardless of what you may be experiencing right now in your life is because he sees you wrapped into christ so the second point I want to draw from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 is, because, is this. Our union with Jesus is a foundation for our blessed state. The reason why you can say categorically that you are blessed is because you have been united together with Jesus. Now, you may not be experiencing that blessing in, in outward form on the earth, but it doesn't mean that you are not blessed. That is very important. Of course, we must bring to reality by the power of god we must bring into the physical reality by the power of god the things that god has already done for us and as we go through this teaching and as you renew your mind you begin to begin to take action that will help you to manifest the blessing that is already on your life but the purpose of today's teaching is to make you to understand that you are already blessed and that blessing is anchored on the fact that the person of the lord jesus christ is living in you when the bible says we are united together with jesus it means we have the nature of jesus we are into intertwined with jesus there is no separation between 
the believer and Jesus. Why is that possible? Well, it's possible because of what we call the great exchange. You see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible describes what we call the great exchange in a beautiful way. The Passion Translation says, For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God through our union with Jesus. The Amplified Version, the classic type, says, For our sake he made Christ virtually to be seen who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with or viewed as being in an example of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, what the fact that we approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. I know that's a very long statement. But what he's essentially saying here is this. At the, because of the greatest change, God now views you as his own righteousness. Not only that, God approves of you and God accepts you. Now, because God approves of you and God accepts you and God sees you as his own righteousness, guess what the Bible then declared you to be? The Bible declared that you are blessed. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 6, the Bible says, Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Who are the righteous people? You are. You are righteous. I am righteous. Why? Because I have given my life to Jesus. Based on 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, did that great exchange why Christ became sin for me, then I became righteous. Praise God. So God sees you and I so entwined with Christ that there's no separation in God's eyes between Jesus and every single believer. Praise God forevermore. So, what is the action that you must take as you go through this particular teaching? Anytime you are tempted to think of yourself as not being blessed because possibly your worldly accomplishments do not match up with to others, pause and realize that you are thinking wrong already. Remind yourself in that instance that your blessed state is a function of a person and not a function of your achievement the throne throne life reality that i want you to take away today therefore is this i want you to adjudge to be true that which god already declared to be true for your life god already declared that if you're righteous then blessings are on your head and that is what i want you to take away today I want you to say, I am righteous, therefore blessings are upon my head. And what does it mean to be blessed? To be blessed means to prosper. So you might say that word again this way to say, because I am righteous in Jesus, prosperity is my inheritance. And that is a throne life reality that you must take away today. Praise God forevermore. So I should go. Remember. Blessings are on your head. You must believe this. You must reckon this to be the true, the truth in your life. And then you must walk in that consciousness. I say to you, you are righteous and blessed. You are not cursed. God bless you and I speak to you another time.